Welcome to the All Things Performance Podcast, where our goal is to stay hungry, to get better, and to move the meter. My name is Josiah Igano, and whether you're looking to improve physically, to get fed spiritually, or to challenge yourself mentally, we're digging deep to find those gems, and we're going to find them. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's go. Hope everybody's doing well. I thoroughly believe that you all will enjoy today's podcast, particularly if you enjoy football. We're talking with one of the guardians of the game, Dan Minucci, a.k.a. Minucci. Dan Minucci was drafted in the fifth round by the Buffalo Bills, my favorite team as a child, the Buffalo Bills. He then went on to uh, play for the Toronto Argonauts of the CFL in 1981 and for the Arizona Wranglers in 1983 of the USFL. That was many moons ago. I was probably, you know, coloring with my Crayolas, you know, and making paper airplanes. But as I said, this is one of the guardians of the game. He's been around a long time. You've likely seen him on TV and or radio with the Cardinals, Sun Devils, Rattlers, high school football. He's on the advisory board of the National Football Foundation, Valley of the Sun chapter. And Dan regularly participates in the local NFL Retired Players Association. Uh, he's been the co-host uh, with Rock. He has a show called Rock and Minuch, right? They've been doing that since 2004, and he's also the color commentator for high school football every Friday uh, on the AIA radio network. This guy, many people call him the quarterback whisperer, and he's trained tons of quarterbacks, over 500 to be exact, over the last 25 years, all levels. Uh, many of these guys have gone on over 100 of them to play college, uh, and some of them have gone on to, to the pros. Uh, and so you're dealing with somebody who uh, loves the game. He's, he's, he's spent a lot of time contributing to the game, loves talking about the game. And we talk about all kinds of things today, whether we're a JUCO athlete trying to make it, a professional athlete trying to make it, a parent, what to look for. We talk about transfer portal. We talk about the separators mentally. You know, I mean, we talk about a lot of different things. And so without further ado, we get right into today's conversation. All right. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining the All Things Performance Podcast. This is Josiah Igana with my co-host, Derek Devine. D, how are we living today, man? We're in the game, man. <laughs> We're ready. We're in the game. Yeah. Hey, so we have a legend with us. We Good have host. a legend yeah. with us today, especially here uh, in the Valley of the Sun, Phoenix, Arizona, Dan Minucci. Uh, he, he played high school ball here in Phoenix, Arizona. He's a Hall of Famer here in Phoenix, Arizona, nationally acclaimed uh, radio show, uh, Rockin' Minuch. Dan, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Oh, Josiah and Derek, I, I, great to see you guys. Great to see Derek. I haven't seen this guy in several years after I, uh, you know, I yeah. got him training him, worked with him a little bit. Glad to see that he's He's all grown up and got a family, got <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The, the Marshall Ramblin' wreck over there. there yeah. Uh, yeah. But Man. great to great to be here, guys. It's a, a lot of fun to, to be here and uh, yeah. talk football, football, football. Is there any other sport besides football, gentlemen? Seriously. I mean, it, it's, the great, it's the greatest sport. It's the greatest sport yeah. in the world, man. Yeah, not I, I, by far. You so, know, it's interesting. We were talking on our show, Rock and Manucci. We added Jimmy B, Jimmy Brinson. And uh, I was telling all the guys who were talking about the big game tonight with uh, KU in North Carolina, and I said, well, I guess we have to talk about these ancillary sports. <laughs> you know, yeah. once football season's over, we got, we got to talk about basketball and lacrosse and baseball and hockey and what have you. But I've always kidded guys said, look, you know, those other, 
other sports besides football. I guess they're okay, but we talk about them. And, and I tell people, there's nothing like football. They're really the life's lessons, the thing you learn, the things you learn, the things you grow with. But, uh, yeah. uh, you know what, it's, it's just for me, football means everything about life. And I, I tell people, I said, uh, you know, football uh, is not a way of life. It's a way to life, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and football helps you not to go through scenarios. It helps you to grow through scenarios. And both you guys know that. I, I just, I've been so blessed and so privileged to be able to be involved with so many different types of people and having a chance to work with Derek and, and help him grow and help a lot of young men who I started in third grade who are now in college. And yeah. a couple of them got on to pro football to be able to see them, not so much their success, on the field, but how they responded when they had adversity and then how they fought through that adversity and had success going through all that adversity. That, yeah. That's what touches my heart. That's what makes me proud that these young men um, get it, understand that just because you get sacked doesn't mean you don't get up and call the next play. Mm -hmm. What it means is you, you figure out why you got sacked. Get up, call the next play, so you don't you know, get sacked, not understanding what you're doing. So that, that's what I really appreciate about football so much. Yeah. It, it's one of those things. I mean, you're, we're going to get into a lot here today. I mean, you're one of the guardians of the game. You know what I'm saying? You've played the game, you've coached, um, you know what I'm saying? You got, you had, you were drafted uh, by an NFL football team, the Buffalo bills. You were a Juco guy. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I heard an interview with you. I think you were what five, four, one, a buck, what buck 30 in high school. I don't know. What oh, was it? Oh, don't give me that much. I was only a buck 15. Buck 15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I've so been, I've been there. Uh, yeah. Hey, so, yeah. so, so Dan, as a guardian of the game, yeah. what and, and you've seen different iterations throughout the decades of the, of the game of, of football, yeah. uh, what are, what are you the most excited about and what concerns you the most as it relates to the game of football and let's just open it up to just sports in general. I think number one, I guess I'm concerned about um, in college football is the NIL. Um, I, you know, sometimes I get it. I understand the guys want to get paid, but sometimes it's they're chasing the dollar versus chasing the opportunity. Mm. And I think what's wasted sometimes is, you know, it, it's sometimes you may not start till your junior or senior year. You know, be, the sacrifice, the trials and tribulations you have to go through, or I like to say grow through. And if I don't like it, I'll go here. Well, if I come out, where am I getting the best offer? Where am I getting the most money? Versus what are you really chasing the game for? Are you chasing the game for the love of money? Or are you chasing the game because you love football? Because eventually you can't eat the football. You, know, <laughs> you guys will both know that. Yeah. You know, I always tell kids I like to see you go number one, where it's a good school. Yeah, you're getting opportunity or chance for fair competition. Uh, if it's unfair, I try to make it fair. Uh, if you don't see any light at the end of the tunnel because of unfairness, well, then obviously you got to move on. That that's one thing. Transfer portal, the NIL. I, I like to see them get control of that because I think it's how do I put this? Not tainting the game, but it's it's causing the game for young men to move on and not have any continuity that they're going to regret 10, yeah. 15, 20 years down the road. What I love about the game of football is how it develops young men um, on the field, off the field, um, the success that they're going to have 
and the success that they've got to fight through. And what I love are the life's lessons, you know, that, that, that football, you know, pretty much brings. And, you know, what I, what I say, it's, I got a quote here from Vince, from Vince Lombardi that I read all the time. Mm-hmm. And he says, it, you know, football is like life. It requires perseverance, self-denial, hard work, sacrifice, dedication, and respect for authority. Vince Lombardi. Yeah. There's yeah. life right there, guys. Oh, and yeah. that's, if yeah. you don't have that or develop that, you'll be okay. But I think from the football players that stick with it, win, lose, or draw, understand that that's what it's going to be like. And I think all three of us can realize when we look back on our lives of, on the football field, I look more at the adversity um, and, and some of the issues I went through to help me grow that have helped me in life to now as a, as a broadcaster, as a parent, as a, hu- as a husband, to move forward, be able to handle things um, and be comfortable in uncomfortable situations because I've, I've tapped that nerve or I've, I've tapped that box somewhere along the line um, in my life on a football field where now I'm not, I'm not afraid to accept a challenge, knowing challenges are, are going to be coming forward. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. I, I want to play devil's advocate because Derek and I, we, we talk about this stuff all the time. It's like, I understand what you're saying completely in terms of the continuity players, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Toughen it out. But what about the coaches though? You know, the coaches are you know getting these multi-million dollar sure. contracts and you're it. talking about team all oh, they're recruiting you coming to your house, talking to your mom and dad. And the next thing you know, it's deuces. You know, what do you have to say about the coaches that leave for better opportunities? Well, and I understand that I get that. I get, what I'm saying with the NIL is not that they make it a habitual habit year in and year out. Got it. Um, that once you move on, hopefully you – you and I think for a lot of kids that have transferred, I've had several quarterbacks that have transferred more along the lines of because there's been some issues that have happened that other uh, – either other coaches have come in or other players have come in, they just basically said, look, you're going to be here as a backup. And when they felt they could clearly beat the guy out and the unfairness of it, they moved on. What I'm talking about the NIL is that a kid doesn't go from one school to another school to another school to another school because all of a sudden Amazon jumps in or this like a free agency kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's like you're on a year by year contract moving on because of the money. Now I get with the coaches if they move on for another uh, opportunity, the money, and a kid goes, well, the new coach that's coming in doesn't fit my system or my scenario that they've got the right to move on. I, I, I get that. Matter of fact, it's interesting. One of my quarterbacks, Bear Malachik, he gets a full ride to uh, New Mexico. And Danny Gonzalez is the uh, head coach up there in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And they recruit him as quarterback. He plays a, uh, a lot, runs a scout team. And I want to say uh, Braden Silbor, the young man out of Chaparral High School, also got a full ride at, at New Mexico. Well, Coach Gonzalez, in fairness to him, told both of them, said, look, we're going to switch to a, a more of a wishbone beer offense. And just to be fair to them, told them, look, if you want to decommit, you can. Or bear in your case, we'd love to have you come back as an outside linebacker or somebody else because the quarterbacks are recruiting are running, running, running quarterbacks. Mm. And I thought that was very upfront. And, and they said, look, if you want to leave, you've got it. Well, Bears decided to go play linebacker. And then Braden Silbor decided to go, well, okay, thank you for being honest with me. 
and has now accepted a full ride at Lehigh. So I understand what you're saying, Josiah. That's a two-way street. I'm mm -hmm. just saying just be careful that they don't keep chasing their own tail and just hanging tight and, and trying to make the best out of a bad situation. No, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree a lot with what with what Dan said for sure. Uh, that you know the tough thing is is I agree because a lot of this is getting tainted with money and all this other stuff that's coming in because it, it's tough for coaches. I mean, you talk to Nick Saban and some of these guys getting paid that kind of money. It's like yeah. you can't really blame them for yeah. trying to secure their future, but it's also getting away at times because I feel the system's just running a circle because these kids are just looking to get drafted and gone and they're recruiting because these kids are looking to get drafted and gone. And so there's, mm -hmm. there's just a consistent, just revolving door of all these people. And I think it's gotten away from like what I loved about, I was a Junco guy too. What I loved about it is it was just like, you were an actual team and it's yeah. going to hustle. We're all got the same goal. Yeah. And when I went to the division one school, it was not that. Yeah. And for, I would have paid money for a, for the transfer portal. When I went to Mar I went to Marshall 30 days in my head coach leaves. Mm -hmm. And then again, we had a different offense come in yeah. and it's like, man, I would have paid for the transfer portal, but you know, it's hard because I think coaches at times are getting away from what they were, what they were, you know, like what yes. was to me, which yeah. is a mentor, yes. which is you are coming in when I am a young, not even man, really, you know, it's mm -hmm. your job. I'm, you got me from 18 to 23. Yeah, you're building. It's your job to raise me now. Yeah, sure. And they're not, that, that's, I don't see that focus. Yeah. No, you know, and, and I think guys, and, and you know, Josiah, uh, you played at, at ASU under, under Bruce Snyder and, and Derek, you played at a, at a major program in Marshall. I, I think it's a good point that the almighty dollar has caused pressure on these coaches that if you're not winning right now, we're going to pay you $5 million a year. Yeah. You may last for years. And then the players are going, well, um, where does that leave me? That's why I tell these young men, I said, look, number one, does this school have a good educational philosophy for your what you want to do eventually? Yeah. Number two, are you going to have a chance to play? Number three, if it's, a, if it, whether it's FBS or FCS, whatever it is, it's a great opportunity for you. Number one, the free education. I said, don't forget that, guys. Yeah. The free yeah. education. Um if the shoe fits, put it on. You're going to go through adversity. Now, if it's just unfair, it's unfair. I get it. You got if you got the talent to move on, so be it. But I think Derek, when you bring up a great point, is these coaches are cutting corners or may not have the five or six year leeway if they're going to get paid five million dollars, and they're making plug and play decisions with young men who aren't ready mm -hmm. for the right yeah. life. I'm like you, Derek. I, I thank God every day. I had a chance to go to Mason Community College. Played a good solid year and a half. I transferred semester my sophomore year to Kansas State, uh, but I had a chance to grow, literally yeah. play, yeah. Um, learn how to read defenses, work the hell out of my mechanics, and then I played under the best JUCO program in the nation yeah. for two years. And what I learned, to your point, Derek, is that camaraderie, that team unit of being yeah. together, working together, and not having distractions of uh, I can go there, I can go here, or I can go make, you know, this or that. I, I just was like, it was, there's nothing like that national JUCO title team we won in 1975. I've never been a part 
of a team like that. We won the AFC East in 1980, my second year in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. That was a close-knit team. I mean, that was close. But it wasn't that camaraderie, everybody yeah, dialed in like it it's was. Di- in it's different. Community. Yeah. So this is great. This is great. Once again, we're joined with Dan Minucci, Arizona legend. He's dropping these these gems on us, Derek. Yeah. So so Dan, I have a question. So you know, Dan, you played you you played quarterback. You you are known as the as many as as a quarterback whisperer. Arizona has produced a lot of really good quarterbacks in these last 10, 20 years. A lot, and a lot of people don't know know that. And, you know, Derek and I were talking the other day about how with all the data, with all the analytics, with all the film, you know what I'm saying? Like you, no one's sneaking up on anybody. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not sneaking up on anybody to becoming, you know, this, this great quarterback that no one knows about, but there have been a few players like that in the NFL, like Patrick Mahomes came on the scene, goes to two Super Bowls, Russell Wilson, you know, he was short, undersized, undervalued, goes to two Super Bowls, should it be, should be a two-time champion, except for the handoff, you know what I'm saying? So my question to you is, what is the big for this is your your opinion here. What is the biggest separator when you have two athletes going head to head like yeah. talent? What is the biggest separator for an elite level quarterback, and better yet, for an elite level athlete from his or her peers? Uh, it's simple. The guy's gonna say thank you, sir. May I have another. Where another one might be done for the day. Uh, the yeah. guys I've trained, Derek, you're one of those guys. Yeah. Um, the constant fanaticism of learning the position, working the position, uh, being engrossed with the workouts, mm-hmm. not being bored with the process. Yeah. They can't wait to get out there and work with Coach Minucci or the other coaches or whatever. I was like that. I mean, I thought I was – I must be a weird dude, man. I, <laughs> you know, Would I you like to work? You like to work hard? What? what? Oh, man, I couldn't wait to get up and throw football, yeah. man. I could not wait. And, you know, it's funny because you'll talk to a lot of my ex-receivers um, – and it's 8 o'clock, 8.30 on a summer night. We're over at Mesa Community College, and sun's already gone down. We've already been doing seven-on-sevens. Um, and I'm over there by the tennis court lights, getting whatever light we could. And we might even go on the tennis court lights and throw for another half hour. So I've already been throwing from six to nine. And there's, I was always like, you know, constant, constant working on something every day. Yeah. The, the term overtraining was never a word back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and I, I hear that, I get it, I understand it, but could wait to throw, could wait to run, could wait to lift, could wait to learn the game. Um, it, I guess to answer your question, Josiah, it's the guys that are always, um, if, if it wasn't for we have to sleep, yeah, they'd be, they'd be throwing a football worker on their football. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean. And that's rare. <laughs> that's very, that's very yeah, you know, You know, I tell you, to that point, Derek, it's funny because I get to pro ball and Derek, you're around in Seattle and Washington. And when you get to a pro locker room and Josiah, I don't know how far you went. Everybody, the, the, the guys that make it, they were like that. Yeah. We were like, you wonder how guys got to where they were and where they're at because we all thought we were oddballs or, you know, I'd rather go throw a football than go to the movies on Saturday night. Uh, I'd rather go do that. I mean, it was just, it was like, I don't have no interest. Yeah, she's cute, but you know, Sadie Hawkins dance is coming up in three weeks. I can do that. You <laughs> he know? said Sadie Hawkins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. you know what? I think that guys, even for you, just at the high level, you play at ASU, and, and I think when you get around guys that want to be the best, 
it's 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 like um it's nourishment it, it is like it's like vitamins and minerals and nourish because they're there to be the best they can be and the guys that were all pros um in the made in, in the national football league what i noticed about them is that their their clock never stopped getting mm. trying to get better no matter what yeah and, and that's when you ask what separates it it's it's i think it's okay who's here on time who does everything we i want them to do and then some uh, who never complains never never moans about this or that and he was always working to get better. And I call it, I call it, if, if he's a one more guy, I was okay. always, hey, one more, hey, one more route, one more. Yeah. If, if yeah. I can sense a guy, hey, let me get a few more, coach. Let me get a few more. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that. The one more guy is the guy, nine times out of 10, Josiah, answer your question that if I'm a separate, who, who's going to be my one more guy? Yeah. And that's usually the guy that makes it or, or at least gets a shot at making it. No, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I remember for a long time, man, your, your email address was, did I do more than him? Yeah. yeah did, did I do more than yeah. him at, at, what is it? At yahoo.com. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, because that's what it, that's what it was. Yeah. For me. I mean, and you my, were, Derek and Derek's case, Derek was very hungry to learn how to do it right. Derek yeah. was more of a thrower. He could throw it, but he didn't really know how to pass it. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And at the next level, if you're going to go to the next level, I mean, you, you can have all the skill, all the talent. You can have this $100 arm, uh, but you got to be able to pass the ball, throw the ball, know when to do that, uh, know how to do the finer nuances of quarterbacking. And Derek was always very anxious to learn. He didn't come in. He knew he had a strong arm, but, you know, his, his ball, he thought – the one thing I said, the National Football League, Derek, you better be able to throw a straight ball. Yeah. And his ball used to tail to the right. And I said, anybody ever tell you your ball tails when you throw it? He goes, no. I said, well, your, your, your stance and your movement to the ball is fine, but you release the ball, your ball goes right. Well, Josiah, you know if you're training a guy on a dig route, you're, you're in man coverage, you're underneath him, and he's got two steps on you, and, and the, you, you, that quarterback's got to lead him on a dig route, but if his ball tails back to you, you're going to pick it, or you're going to knock it down. So what I told Derek was, I said, look, your window of opportunity in high school football, your window is probably, I'll say maybe three yards wide. In college football, your window is a quarterback, maybe two. Well, your window of miss in the national football might be maybe, maybe six inches to a foot if you're lucky. Yeah. So if your ball doesn't go where you want it to go and doesn't move, his ball moves, his ball would go right. I said, just that little bit of, tailing or or movement will cost you a pick in in completion or whatever so once he learned how to get over the top and drive the ball his ball exploded and it it went straight it's kind of hey josiah it's kind of a prerequisite a quarterback how to throw a football straight (laughs) things hey hey (laughs) but you hey you know what it's crazy i love the the uh the analogy and the picture that you gave us because that's that's any type of elite level activity Yes. It's, it's doing the, the, the simple things with precision on time, on target, you know, in a predictable manner. And yeah. so I, I, I love that. And, and Derek, you got to, it's funny, I, I called him about halfway through camp at Seattle. He goes, Coach, you know, he goes, I can't thank you enough. He goes, because, man, these dudes are quick. You know, talking about defensive backs and safety. Yeah. But he realized his window of miss is minute, tiny yeah. anticipation, making the read, blah, 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 blah. And, and I could sense with Derek, he was a little 
Frust not frustrated, he was disappointed. Nobody ever pointed that out to him. I said, well, thank God you were able to learn now before you get to a camp. So you were straightened out versus getting up there and your ball's tailing back inside. Hey, hey I call that, sometimes I'd rather see an ugly completion than a pretty interception. We'll be, be here before yeah. pretty picks, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you don't want to be throwing pretty picks, man. <laughs> well, you got that tight spin move to be tailing back to the inside of that quarterback. Oh, man. Uh, but, you know, just, you know what, guys, it, it's um, it's the guys that want to learn, that, that work at the, at the drill 100% every day. They don't get bored with the process because what they realize is that when you're in a game and at the pro level, you guys all know this, is that if you don't have that down, they don't have time for you. You better have your mechanics and your throwing and your running and your back backpedaling, whatever. You you better have that in place because I have to have you learn X's and O's yeah. and execute. Because if you can't, I got three more guys behind you that I got to have to take a look at. No doubt, um, no doubt. And that's that's it's a hard dose of reality that I try to incorporate with the young guys without them knowing if, if you know what I'm talking about. No, that yeah. and that's what that's what the great coaches do, and I and, and I know that you have helped a tremendous amount of athletes. And I know there's going to be, there's a lot of athletes listening to this. There's a lot of parents that are listening to this. And one of the things I want to ask you, because this is the, this is the, this is a question that, you know, you hear a lot, you know what I'm saying? In Phoenix is like, okay, we have Arizona state, we got U of A, right. In terms of powerhouse programs, you got, you got NAU, you got a, you got a plethora of JUCO programs. My question to you, Dan, is somebody who has worked and trained and seen so many quarterbacks specifically, why does, Arizona, right? Why do we let so many great athletes escape this state? And at the same token, why are the universities, the big ones, looking in Texas and California and Nevada and Florida? Or did I just answer my own question? I I, I gotta ask you, man. Why well, number one, when Kevin Sumlin was at U of A, he didn't bother uh to recruit Arizona, unfortunately. Now that Jed Fish is down there as the head coach, he is all over recruiting the state of Arizona. Uh, I think Herm Edwards, in my opinion, I, I think when uh, Antonio Pierce was the recruiting coordinator, coach, they got enamored with the Southern California kids because he's from there. Mm -hmm. We have had a plethora, a plethora of outstanding athletes that never got the time of day from U of A or ASU. Now, ASU is doing a better job because Antonio Pierce is gone. He's moved on to uh, the National Football League. But Kevin Sumlin, the lights were on, but nobody was home. You could say that to anybody, everybody. He dropped the ball. Um, Jed Fish, interesting you bring, this, you bring this up. Jed called me uh, when he first got hired over a year ago, mm -hmm. and he asked the same question, Josiah. He said, Dan, he said, what, what's, he said, be honest with him, what's going on around here? So I was honest with him. I told him the same thing. I said, Kevin, Kevin Sumlin did recruit the Valley. He recruited a little bit of Tucson. I said, but he just, they did, I don't know where they were recruiting because their program's in shambles. Yeah. So he, the cupboards are bare when Jed gets down there. So I said the same thing I told you guys. No recruiting. They're not up here. They're not interested. And if Arizona State was the same way, not going after a lot of the same guys, whatever, kids are going to look to go, well, if, if you're going to make me an offer, and I will say this, guys, Arizona State the last three or four years, have gotten what they feel token offers from ASU because they felt, well, since you're one of the top running backs 
or quarterbacks, we should probably give you an offer too, just to kind of satisfy your itch to come here. Well, you guys know kids pick up on that. No I doubt, had, man. No I've doubt. Had five quarterbacks say that. Now it was fun to get recruited, get over there, but they just felt they weren't being recruited. They were just being asked where right. the Oregon's, the um, Oregon States, the Utah States, the uh, Florida States, the Iowa States were recruiting these quarterbacks or recruiting these athletes because they really wanted them. Yeah. They felt that ASU was just, and not, not, not no disrespect to your, your uh, camp, your school there, Josiah, they felt it was just like, well, you know, you can, they, they kind of blew them off. And these are outstanding yeah. kids and they'd yeah. rather go for the SoCal kid, if that answers your question. No, I mean, it does. We, we talk about this all the time. It's just like we have, I mean, Eric, you know this, Dan, they're in anybody. Phoenix is a mecca of training. You can Absolutely. train, you can train here 12 out of 12 months of the year. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. there's no reason why we shouldn't just be stacked. And so, you know, um, it'd be one thing if those schools were good. Right. Like right. one thing if they were winning, but I mean, I haven't noticed anything coming out of Arizona, Arizona state from a, from a success program bowl championship yeah. in what, 10, mm -hmm. 15 years. Yeah. I, I haven't noticed. And you know what, to that point, you bring up a good point, Derek, a lot of kids are the four, three, four, five star kids. They know they can go play anywhere and they, they want to do that. Exactly. They want to know, okay, where am I going to go? Where I'm going to get a lot of exposure. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to bowl games. Uh, there's not a lot of issues or drama like there is at Arizona State with the, the whole recruiting thing. So that's already several kids have decommitted. A lot of kids have gone in the portal, um, have moved on, or don't want to go there knowing what that dark cloud is over them. No doubt. Now, no with doubt. U of A, it's a ray of hope because that whole thing is being turned around. There's a chance for you to play to help build a program. It may take three or four years, so you know that going in. If there's not the drama where Arizona State, I think Derek, what you alluded to is, well, they haven't really done a damn thing the last couple of years, especially <laughs> all that talent, and that thing fell apart quickly. Now, yeah. not to mention all those guys, all the people they brought in. I mean, how many NFL head coaches are are on their staff? I mean, had an all star they staff, had, they all star had an staff, all -star staff and Hall of Famer. There's a Hall of Famer on there. Something is wrong when you go over there, and all the all of those people are brought on. And nothing comes of that. It's like, for me, it's like, well, something's going on that just is. Yeah. Good. And it's, and it's unfortunate because a lot of the kids that get over there. Now, the other side of that coin is if you're a star athlete here in the Valley of the Sun, you're going to get an opportunity to probably play sooner than later. If you go to ASU or if you go to U of A, great competition, a chance for you to stay at home and go there. But, but they just, the kids just haven't been recruited because someone dropped the ball. I think Herm Edwards and his staff and the staff prior to that, uh, you, you look at Todd Graham prior to that, they didn't do a great job. I know coaches around the Valley, some of the best coaches and best programs in the Valley that haven't seen an ASU coach on their campus in two or three years. That's, that's why sad. Is wow. That's sad, man. That's ridiculous. And we're talking about stellar programs from that standpoint. So um, to answer, you know, from that standpoint, I look at it, they're dropping the ball. I think it would get the best of the best, or at least attempt to. Can't get everybody. I don't think ASU had one or two recruits signed uh, in, in recruiting season where U of A had, I want to say, 10 to 12 combination of JUCO high school athletes. And then they had the portal kids. Yeah. yeah. Also, just so you guys know, and I think you guys are aware of it, the portal is so full. Here's, here's the pecking order. 
The portal had 4,500 football players in it around mid, early January. It's up to about 5,000. So what's going on now when coaches call me about uh, players in my area, quarterbacks, players, uh, what their pecking order is, the portal, number one, mm -hmm. um, Juco, number two, guy they can plug and play right now, you know, like a guy like me and Derek, you know, I need a quarterback, you know. Number three, guess who's last? The high school recruit is last. Wow. So there's that dynamic, too, to be wow. fair to all that going around. But there's no excuse the way wow, the U of A and ASU have been recruiting. A Jetfish gets it now. He's all over it. Yeah. Jimmy Gordy, quarterback coach. Daryl Garrettson's now on their staff. Daryl played at Chandler. I trained Daryl. Um, he was at Utah State. He balled out uh, at Oregon State, transferred. Done a great job at U of A. They see it, they get it, but you, but you got to go, uh, you got to go, in sales we call, you got to go ask for the order. No you go ask a young man. Kids, guys, kids want to be recruited because there's yeah. so many people in their ear. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you, you, I mean that, that was beautifully said. I mean, sometimes it's better to go where you're wanted than, yes. where, than where you want to go. You know what I mean? Oh, that's um, in always. Well, yeah. I, I give to Brock Purdy, after his senior year, he had several offers, but when Bama you know, uh, recruited him, Nick Saban recruited him, all of a sudden what happens is the old mob psychology, right? Well, if he's doing it, it must be good. Let me look into this guy. Well, they looked into him having a hell of a senior year and he got, the majority of his recruiting was his senior year. So A&M's on him. Uh, A&M's on him. Iowa State. I go on and on and on. <laughs> Iowa State. Coach Campbell they were on him and on him and on him because he liked who Brock Purdy was as a person yeah, um, and could see how hard he worked. And I've trained Brock since, you know, ninth grade. He was one of those, thank you, sir, I have another, that they saw in him. And he felt that more than any of the other colleges who kind of got out late. Now, the other colleges recruited him good, to be fair. But I'll give you a case in point. Texas A&M, Daryl Dickey, who played me at, at – uh, uh, at Kansas, he was a freshman when I was a senior. He redshirted. So he was an offensive coordinator. He loves Brock. So they got on Brock a little late, but that's okay. Uh, so he calls us. I said, you, he called and said, Manuch, how's, how's Brock doing? We like to talk to him. I said, well, you better get on it, and you better probably make him an offer mm -hmm. before he goes in and visits because that's they were making him offers, and then he would go visit, right? So then at that point, he just checks it out. Well, he really couldn't make him an offer because Jimbo had just got on at, at, at A&M, Jimbo Fisher, right? Oh, Jimbo. Yeah. He didn't want to make <laughs> offers until he met with the, with, the, with the student athlete or whatever. And I said, I'm telling you right now, that's probably not going to fly because you guys mm -hmm. are behind the eight ball. And I said, Daryl, you should probably tell Jimbo, and I'm sure his dad will tell you, that being Sean Purdy, we'll tell you the same thing. So Daryl had to call Jimbo back, had to explain the situation, well, you better have your ducks in line when a guy's got these multiple offers. He's ready to go. He likes yeah. the program. But there's a little bit of a – I'm not going to say red flag, but there's a little bit of a, a hiccup with that versus – no, wait a second. I'm – not that Brock has that kind of ego. I mean, don't get me wrong. But it's like, well, wait a second. Well, I, you know, I've got all these other decisions. I want to make sure I'm, I'm wanted before mm -hmm. I come on campus. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. just an example of how it's all working right now. Yeah, no, that's that's good. It's it's a real life example. And I, there's a lot of families going through this. And, you know, my next question, actually, it, it tees up 
perfectly. And I want you to, to elaborate on this as well, Derek, you know, Manuch, you were, you were, you were a, a Juco guy, right? Yeah. And, and Juco sports, let's be honest. I don't care if it's football, basketball, base Juco sports sometimes is not, is not considered on the same echelon as division one D two sure. on down the line. It's kind of like jail, right? Everybody's doing their time. Yeah. Coaches and players included. Everybody's doing their time. Yeah. They're waiting to get out, waiting yeah. to break out. Like, dude, I'm just trying to get mine so I can get out. And so my question to you, uh, Dan, is what is the biggest piece of advice that you would give an athlete that is going into junior college? You and, and congratulations, by the way, on your Hall of Fame, you. Uh, you know, your Hall of Fame induction to Mesa Community College, one of those epic teams, um, you know, uh, back in the day. Congratulations on that. But I, I'd like you to yeah. really peel back for us the Juco mentality. And I'd like you to, you know, uh, yeah. uh, take the ball and run as well. Well, I, I'll say uh, my whole thing was I got recruited by a few schools out of McClintock High School, Utah State, um, a lot of SMU, small colleges, Utah State. Ray Butcher was the head coach. And I was still a football, baseball guy. I yeah. could do both pretty good. Um, and if I didn't get a solid offer, I, I, I told it here I am a senior high school telling a head coach at Utah State that, Coach, I really like to play baseball as well, too. He goes, well, if you come to Utah State, Dan, you're going to play nothing but football. And I went, okay, let me think about that. So I felt that if, if I was to develop either or is at that crossroad of at least Mesa community would allow me, I, they gave me a football baseball scholarship. So I went over there going, let me get to see what pans out. So I backed up Oscar Ramirez um, in 75, outstanding quarterback. He went on to UTEP. He was a sophomore. I was a freshman. And that's year we won the 1975 NJCAA national title. Um, and I had a chance to develop and, and go there and play football. And then the spring, I went to play baseball. And I was a backup. Uh, I was like a utility guy at first base, second short. Had a couple guys named Mickey Hatcher and Hubie Brooks and Mike Calise, who were outstanding baseball players. But my second year, I had a really good, um, a really good sophomore season. Great story uh, about never know who's going to watch you. Don Bakke, former assistant athletic director. You know Don. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Great guy, man. Don was, he was the assistant um, uh, second in commander with the Ray Anderson ASU. Gosh, for many, many years, over 30 years. Well, Don at the time was a recruiting coordinator at Kansas State. And he was there at Mesa Community College watching warm-ups. Uh, he was looking at Billy Todd, our kicker, to go there. And looking at Harvey Love, a receiver, Chris Larson. And we had a couple other guys he was looking at to recruit to K-State. And he saw me warming up, you know, throwing the out routes, the bombs, the this and that. And I was, you know, I was flinging it. Um, I got recruited, guys through warm-ups. I had no wow. idea he was there. Wow. So he's there, he's watching me and ba-boom, ba-boom. So, you know, that move to JUCO to help me, you know, to develop bigger, stronger, faster, maybe get more reps. And then hopefully somebody sees me and I go to a D1 or a FBS or FCS school or wherever I get a chance to play. And if things don't work out, I've always got baseball to go play in the spring. So Don recruited me basically by watching me in warm-ups, and I had a hell of a game that game, and I'm on the map. I had no idea. Nobody's really recruiting me. I think at mm. University of Wisconsin Stout, uh, Mexico State, and there's a few other small colleges, which was fine. 
but all I knew is that Juco ball was going to be the springboard for me to grow and develop uh, uh, mentally, physically, and able to find, okay, what's my true sport here? Because once you move on to either one of the other sports, well, you got to dive in. I mean, you got to go deep in. You can't be getting in and out of the pool. Um, many, there's been many guys that have done it. You know, you look at Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders and uh, Jordan Hunter, you know, Kevin, what was the name of my Kevin Jordan with Atlanta. But I just went and I just said, if, if I'm going to develop and grow, this is the best avenue. Back, back in those days, Juco ball was like um, freshman football at ASU or U of A. or It was, yeah. it was small college football at its finest. And we beat the U of A JV. We beat the ASU JV. <laughs> so, so the Juco route, it, it, if that's another opportunity for you to go and develop and hone your craft, and if you got game, mm-hmm. they'll find you. And a classic example, Bryce Perkins, uh, is ASU, um, looks like they want him to move to receiver. And he's like, no, I'd be a quarterback. Breaks his neck, gets healed up, and figures, well, um, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen here. Manny Wilkins is going to be a quarterback. He goes to Arizona Western, balls out, goes to Virginia. Uh, Dalton Sneed um, goes to UNLV. Looks like they're not going to commit to him one way or the other. Now, he's not even going to get a shot at starting. He leaves and goes to Fort Scott Juco in Kansas. Well, lo and behold, gets a full ride to Montana and balls out. So I tell guys, look, if you know, Juco ball, the local Maricopa County football, is a chance for you to go develop, get your tape out there, and go show your wares. And Bryce Perkins was all ACC. Um, you look at Dalton Sneed, he's all big sky. Yeah, and on and on and on, where the JUCO was the springboard, as it was for me to go to K State and then go to the National Football League. I, lo- I love it, man, and yeah. and and I, I I want you to to you know to, to put some meat on the bone through your experience. But one of the things that you said, Dan, that I think I hope that people listen to, especially those athletes getting ready to make that jump, make that decision, is that you never know who's watching, and how true is that. How true is that in the world of sports, right? You never know, man. So I thank you for saying that because it needs to be said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's good. I I, I don't even, you know, me being a JUCO guy, I mean, for it was the best decision I ever made, number one, as far as football was concerned. And I always had people saying to me is, you would rather play for two years than go and sit somewhere for two years at some school and just run scout teams. Yes. Because – for me, it's there was no beat skipped when I went to my Division One from a standpoint outside of the the, the coaching get down. But yeah. it's not like those guys that I transferred in to to compete against like had all this experience running the offense. Mm-hmm. No, they were they were Memphis one week and Southern Miss the next week, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. They didn't yeah. get to they weren't getting reps and snaps and Skelly and and team and yeah. all of that stuff, and so. I would have much rather went and played two years. I'm playing, I'm studying, I'm game planning, I'm getting hit, I'm throwing, I'm making yeah. plays in an actual game, yeah. considering just holding a clipboard or signing, you know, plays from the wristband. Yeah. That's not, I don't think that does anything. See, yeah, I think Derek, that's a great point. You, if you're going to grow, you got to play, man. Yeah. I mean, I tell a lot of these, I mean, I've, I've, I got a great example. My, one of my quarterbacks, at Cactus Shadows, uh, Corbin Vasley, 
He's finally started his senior year. He's going to get a full ride to ACU just about two weeks ago. Arizona Christian University mm. gave him a full ride. And I was so proud of him because he opted. He was going to back up Jaden White his junior year, and Jaden was a senior. But I always tell these guys, look, to get reps, to your point, um, Derek, he decided to go play the entire season on JV, come up on Friday night, and back up Jaden. And I've had a lot of guys that have got this great talent as sophomores. These coaches want them to come up and back up on varsity so they never see a rep. But I tell them, I said, look, you've got to play. You've got to play, so you've got to stay down on JV. Coach wants to bring you up on varsity on Friday night. That's all well and good. But you do not get any better doing a whole lot of nothing. Trust me. The car does not go down the road unless there's gas in it. You put your pedal on the metal. Neutral gets you nowhere. You can't just hang out. You just can't stay on the road. And that's so what's happening. I'm so I'm so proud of, of, of him and some of the other guys that did that or went to JUCO yeah. twice yeah. In, in Dalton. Um, Brad Shanker, you know, Brad goes to Mesa for a year, goes to Fort Lewis College, balls out for three years. That they understood, you know, sometimes guys, you got to take two steps back in order to take ten steps forward, right? Yeah. Um, I think we all did that. I'm like you, Derek. I thank God every day I went to JUCO and learned how to, um, you know, get away from home, even though it was like four miles away from my house, um, and really get acclimated. And I wasn't physically, I had a hell of an arm, but I was about six, one and a half, about a buck 70, 75 soaking wet. But I had a chance to run practice. And I, I learned how to, I learned how to, to be a winner week in and week out with the net, with that JUCO team. We were, we were 18-1-1 one one in two years, guys. Wow. A national prospect, having the pressure, having to meet the demands, having that um, accountability, responsibility of a quarterback to maintain that high level of understanding that before I went to Kansas State. I get to Kansas State competition. I'm not afraid. I get there. I'm fifth string. All right. What do I got to do? You know, I got to <laughs> study. I got to work. I got to work harder, get bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah, it taught, uh, you how to, taught you how to compete. Yeah. You had to compete. Yeah. yeah. It was, hey, man, it, it, in my world, it was go time every day. That's Some cool. of these guys are playing. They, they played against Oklahoma and Missouri. That's great, but they were kind of full of themselves. I'm like, you know what? So what? <laughs> what yeah, have you done for me lately? Yeah. And you I, learned I, that. I, I learned that at Mason Community College, man. Yeah. Yeah. I equate that kind of uh, you go into a Division One and you sit around for a couple of years. Honestly, that's like a lion sitting in the zoo. Yeah, you're just not hunting. You're just sitting around somewhere eating food. <laughs> hey, eating good I mean, too. Yo, eating you, good. you eat hey, that's good. Spread. That's spread. Uh, yeah. That's spread. Yeah. Good. Oh, Saban's putting out some, <laughs> you know, filet mignon over there for you oh, for sure. Man. But I would much rather have to be learning to hunt every day and juco yeah. for a couple of years <laughs> before I can go over there. I, I mean, I don't, I don't want. You that. know, you, you talk about the old adage. Um, you know, you know, bring the fish to the kid versus take the kid out to learn how to fish. Yeah. Um, and that's something. And, and I got to tell you what, I tell these these young men. Uh, you know, they try to get, they get caught up in recruiting and this. And I said, look, work your butt off every day. Um, and I'd say the same thing with Josiah. I said, you never know. You never know who's watching, where yeah. you're at. Um, you're going to be looked at. You're going to be prodded. You're going to be looked at on the sideline. I, I know a lot of recruiters, coaches, the only time they show up, they'll show up to watch you in warmups and maybe a quarter, quarter and a half before they move on. Wow. So I said, that's why, you know, Derek, Derek knows I'm a stickler from the first throw to the last throw. Yeah. I said, because once you start practicing, he learned this, 
you know, in the National Football League, you better be good and loose because they chart everything. Everything. I mean, everything. Oof. I hope, you man, know, I, I hope people are listening to this right now because this is and really. And, I, and that's the thing. I said, get your butt loose. Yeah. Don't come out here and just hang out. I said, I make him run a lap. Derek knows this. I made him run a lap. I said, you better be mentally dialed in, physically dialed in. If you screw up mentally, you got 10 push-ups. If you screw up physically, okay, get it. That's fine. Yeah. Don't screw up more than three times the same physical mistake. Um, to teach them, if, if you're not lined up, if you're not dialed in from the very first play of the game, and you think you're going to go from first to fourth gear uh, and, like, you know, get the car warmed up, no, you better have that damn Ferrari hitting at full speed. No so doubt. If you hit that first gear, you better come out of the blocks ready and willing to go. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Once again, we're here with Dan Minucci, a Valley legend here in Phoenix. And uh, as we get ready to close, thanks again for joining us. I'm, oh, my I'm, pleasure. We're going to put you on the hot seat. So one word or one phrase, okay? One word or one phrase. Obviously, you're a quarterback, so let's let's put quarterbacks out of here. Athletically, most difficult position to play on the field. What do you think? Absolutely, it's quarterback. Are you kidding me? It's quarterback is the most difficult position in all of sports. Period. Is, oh, say it again, please. Mark, period. Which position was that? Uh, I was be quarterback. The hardest position in all sports. Come on, man. Hard, <laughs> mental, all the above. I gave you the I gave you the precursor and said you can't use quarterback. Give me another one. I can't. Okay. I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't lie to. I can't. That's like. I can't lie like to the kids. Like being. That's like. That's like. I look at that wall of you behind it. It looks white. Hey, Manoush, what other color would you say that? Oh, my God. This wall behind me. I can't. Hey, Josiah, it's white. It's an it's a, it's a almond. I'm not, um, hey, not going to even fight color. you. I can't even I fight you on this one. <laughs> Most impactful coach you've ever had. I can't even fight you on that one, Dan. Most uh, impactful coach. Oh, it's got to be uh, It's got to be my high school coach, Carl Kiefer. He, yeah, legend. Another legend. And he, uh, it, it, was, it was go time every day. Yeah. Uh, I always tell guys, you may not you, you, you may, uh, I use the old adage, you may hate me now, but you're going to love me later. Yeah. And he, man, he was demanding his quarterbacks. And here's the deal. I had the heart to heart with him. It was probably spring in my junior year. I was playing baseball. It was getting toward the end of baseball season. And we're getting ready for summer. And I'm going to be playing baseball and football. And he brought me to his office. He closed the door. And he said, uh, he sat me down. I said, here's the deal. If you're going to be my starting quarterback, this is what you're going to have to have. Not you may have to have this. No, what you're going to have to have. It was the best sit down. Uh, it wasn't in my face. It was just, here's the deal. This is the way we operate. This is how we're going to be a successful football team. I need you to buy into this. Otherwise, I'll look at this junior kid. He didn't say this, but I, he'd say, well, there's this kid named Dave Given, pretty good quarterback big, strong kid, you're my senior. And I expect all these boxes, hell, there must have been. What's the number I always use, Derek? You guys, 11 to 90 boxes that I had to check every day as a quarterback. That was the best sit-down reality check I think I've ever had. And then every day at practice, as his quarterback, you were um, – you didn't have to be a holler and scream guy, but you were demanded to be that guy day in and day out on and off the field. Mm -hmm. Best advice, best mentor. I didn't like him at the time. I'll be honest, guys. He could get my grill. You know, uh, it's, it's, I learned at some point, Derek, you can relate to this. Sometimes when coaches get into a quarterback's ear, 
you learn to to um, filter the constructive <laughs> versus the unconstructive. Yeah. You filter it out, but you hold on to what he's the true meaning of it is. Um, and I just, you know, to be one of the greatest coaches, not only Arizona guys, the entire nation yeah. was a blessing that put me on the right track of being a good, not only a good quarterback, but a good football player and a leader on and off the field. No, that's great. That's great. And I think, I think we'll, we'll, we'll end it there because in terms of, in terms of coaching, as you just said, there's nothing like good coaching. And I mean, just to hear you talk about, you know, coach Kiefer with, with the, with the zest and the zeal, um, you have undoubtedly passed that along to the, the, the multitude of athletes that you've worked with. And so, um, you know, so thank you again. And oh, hold, on, hold on a second. I, I thought of another position besides, besides quarterback. Yeah, besides, let me write it out for you. Oh, hey, here we go. I spell it out for you. Yeah, let's. Oh, what, we God, what, we what we got? What we got? What we got? Can you see that? Um, Q B. We got jokes. There, there is no other most difficult position in the world of football. Okay, athletic, athletically, athletically as well. Brother, come on now. Oh Are man, come on. Hey, let's, hey, come on. Oh, hey, 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 escapability, uh, yes. move right, move left, yes. step up in the pocket. You, you, know. lost me, you lost me there, dude. You lost me there. <laughs> oh, this is good. Hey, Dad, hey, 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 Dad. Hey, I've we're, seen we're, too many guys with two Don Joy knee braces playing quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let, me, let me say something real quick before we leave. Yeah. Derek Devine, uh, he overcame so much. I got I to commend him for where he came from, where he went to, and, and his – his buy-in attitude. I'm so proud of him to wear how far he went and his never give up attitude. Derek, I, I'm just proud of you how you took it on. You had the talent, you had the arm. Um, you, you, you were very coachable to the point of, you know, of, of listening to a guy. I've been to the mountaintop and I know it's on the other side of the mountain yeah. where he was like dialed in to, I think it helped him to the point understand before he got there, all the potholes and what have you. And, and uh, just to hang in there with what you did and, and all that is uh, for a lot of your listeners and folks that are, that are viewing this, just to commend you how he's a hell of a quarterback. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, and, and at that level, it's just a matter of who, who can they keep, who can they not keep? And uh, yeah, you did a hell of a job, Derek. I'm, I'm proud of you for, uh, and then now look at him, he's married, he's got kids. Um, at the time, he was dating a guy with a lap dog or a little poodle at the time. Oh, buddy, he's, he's about to he's about to air yeah. you out. That one, Derek, that one bent over. He, he, he about to air you out. <laughs> so you, you were talking. You were talking about that Ferrari earlier. That's what we, tra- <laughs> we traded that in for the Ferrari. Oh man! Yeah. Hey, here's what here's yeah. what level. I don't even know point. if we traded that one in. We might have just left that on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what is this, Dubai? <laughs> And, and here's yeah. the thing. This is what love will do for you. I said, Derek, I put the side. Fiesta Mall was open back in the day. Fiesta Mall. And this was a gorgeous young lady was dating at the time. I said, this little lap dog or poodle dog. I said, Did, would you put it on a leash and walk through Fiesta Mall like that? And look at me like, well... I said, yeah, you already answered my question. Yeah. <laughs> hey, like a true coach. Hey, Dan, hey, where can we find you? Where can we find you online? How can we connect with you and, and the work uh, that you're Twitter, involved with? Twitter, just go to at QB Manuch, at QB M-A-N-U-C-H. Uh, Instagram, uh, Dan Manucci. Facebook, Dan Manucci. Uh, you know, if you want to email me, just go to danmanucci at gmail.com. Uh, and then... Uh, yeah, you got all my information on those sites. If you want to watch our radio show, Rock and Manute with Jimmy B, 
Yes. Just go to at rock and Manuch, M-A-N-U-C-H. And uh, every once in a while, we'll mix in a decent thought with our radio program on uh, Fox Sports 910 from 1 to 4 p.m. each and every day. Great show. Nationally acclaimed. I mean, again, Valley legend uh, for Dan Minucci and my co-host, Derek Devine. This is Josiah Gano with the All Things Performance Podcast. Thanks for watching. Have a tremendous rest of your day. Thanks, guys. If you like the idea of more people hearing this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review us because in doing so, you actually put all things performance in front of more ears and in front of more eyeballs and people will actually know that we exist. So uh, we'd love if you did that. Uh, You can follow all things performance on Facebook, Instagram, and all of the social media channels. Until next time, God bless you. Take care of yourself and we'll talk to you soon.